Hello. Hello. Oh, all right. This works. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Loud and clear. Um, I forgot. I I just realized I had uh two other two of our other friends on anchor. Let me see if I can add them. Okay, I just sent an invite. Maybe they'll join. Anyway, guys, what's going on, guys? My name is Pilot Unlock Loki, and uh, today we're doing a podcast. And admittedly, we haven't done one in a while here. Um, I think the last time we did one was like right before you left for the military, and right before I went. Um, Somewhere in between me trying to go to college and, and you trying to go into the military. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, uh, for anyone that's listening now or anyone that'll listen later, you guys, our lives have pretty much for me and, and Cloud here have just started in, in a sense because we both graduated high school not too long ago um uh what what day was our graduation do you remember i think it was 12th may 12th is that june 12th oh no okay june um and i mean that was definitely an interesting an interesting celebration for the simple fact of is what what were we we were were we the fiftieth graduating class or yeah. was it the fiftieth celebration? The fiftieth. Okay. okay, so we were the fiftieth graduating class. They gave us, and in celebration, they gave us pins and red tassels. <laughs> Very lag cluster, as as you can imagine, but. Uh, I mean, hey, it. We were lucky that we even got a graduation. If you think about it, so. Yeah, brain. Oh uh, yeah, it. I remember because we had to, like, our during practice, like our seats weren't wet. But the funny thing is, is came time for graduation, it started to rain and our seats were all wet and nobody really wanted to sit in them. But um. Yep, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, our like I said, our lives are, as some people would say, just starting. Um, in my opinion, more or less, I would say that maybe not quite that they're starting. More like our lives are changing, and we're going into the change of a beginning. I mean, that's just the way how I see it, because currently me and Cloud here are actually in school. Um, I am going to school. I'm going to ECPI University, and I am studying. Uh, my major is going to be cybersecurity. Um, and Cloud here, he's in the military. And tell me what it is that you're doing again. Power general mechanic. Um, what would that be? Is there like a name for the school that you're going to for that? Well, the facility is called TSED. 
Okay. And is that exactly what your major is called? Just generator repair or? Yeah. Huh. I'll be cross, I'll be cross trained with other jobs like wheel vehicle mechanic. So you'll be doing multiple things then? Yes. To an okay. extent. You get to like one of those 10 ton trucks? Yeah, Humvees. Wow. I think, um, I don't know much about military equipment. Uh, me, I'm more of a firearms kind of person, but when it comes to their equipment, I don't know Jack Dilly Squad. Um, so, I mean, you'll definitely have a lot of knowledge on, on that, but, um, is like your degree that you're getting at that school is is that going to be like an associate's, a bachelor's, or a master's? Like, what is that going to be? It's not a college. Oh, so, so you're so you don't even get a degree. You basically, I'm just assuming at the end of that yeah. education, you get like a certificate saying that you are certified to do these certain things, right? Yes. Okay, so more or less, you're getting an education to get certifications. Yes. That makes sense. Um, one thing about what I'm learning is I can get, I'm going to ECPI for two and a half years. And each year that I'm there, I can get up to five certifications. Um, that would mainly be at the end of I think I get a chance to get a certification at the end of the year and I get a chance to do five of them uh, but the problem is is if I start them now uh, by the time I leave ECPI University I'm gonna have to retake the test to get Certifications, because certain certifications only last for two years in the field that I'm going into. So I'm sure that your certifications will probably last longer. I don't know. I don't know, but I'd assume. I mean, I, I would I would think since you're literally going to school for pretty much nothing but those things. And I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's, it's not like a, I don't want to say the word legitimate, but it's a military certification. So I'm just going to assume that they pretty much tell you like, you went to school for this. You should know how to do it in like three years from now. So or you should remember how to do it in like three years from now. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, probably not, but we never know. Um, I mean, military is, is, from what I understand, is full of surprises. So. But anyway, you, so you're on like a, Three-year contract, is that right? Yeah. 
So after these three years, what do you think will happen? Do you think you'll like what you're doing and stay with the military? Or do you think you'll come back home and get a civilian job? I think I'll come home civilian job because based off what I'm experiencing now, I do not like it right now. Hmm. So you kind of went into the military with a bit of high expectations. Is that right? Yeah. And my, uh, what would you call Bad buddies, they are just shitbags. Darn. And you don't even get a proper, um, like, room or really quarters, do you? You get literally a room with just a couple of beds in it. Is that right? It, it's like a regular room with three closets and three beds in the bathroom. Okay. Oh wait, did did you say a bathroom? So wait, you do have a bathroom in there or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Well at least they gave you a toilet. Is there a shower in there or do you have to go yeah. somewhere to shower? Oh, okay, shower so you got a full so you got a full bathroom. Hmm. That sounds a lot better than some of the stories I have heard from when other people have gone into the military. Um, Because currently, right now, my school is actually um, best for vets. Uh, So if you're a veterinarian and you're just looking into getting a really good civilian job, that is apparently one of the best places to go. And so far, um, admittedly, I'm, I'm a bit of a slow person when it comes to getting work done and stuff like that. But lately here, I have been, I guess I could definitely use the word workaholic by this point, um, because um, it's starting to get to the point, like I'm only in my second term, I've only been for, next week will be 10, so I will have been going to school for 10 weeks now. Um, and five weeks is a term in this in this school because they are a fast-paced college. And I am able to keep up. And I have to say, I think it's mainly thanks to the teachers that I've had so far. And it's really strange. I have... I don't know if you remember this, but... Well, I don't know. I taught you this in computer science. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've taken computer science. Uh, but when I took computer science, they did teach us a bit of binary. Um, and then I learned. I tried to learn it again when I took my computer repair class back in high school. And both times, I did not understand the concept of it. It was so confusing. And then, and then, right when I get into college. College level knowledge. We did a lesson on binary in my CIS 101 class. And I understood it perfectly when I explained it. And I literally told him, I'm like, look, you know, it's been like I've tried to understand binary for about 
two or three years now. And when you sat up there and explained it, it just clicked somehow. Two, like, pretty much two freaking years, I tried to understand this concept of binary. Didn't understand it. Next thing you know, I get into college and it eh, just clicks. And I swear, I want to I wanna laugh and I want to cry about that at the same time. Because I'm like, why? Why did it take so long to understand such a simple concept? Because really, honestly and truthfully, once you get, once you get into binary, it's very simple. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, I have on my desk right now where I work because um, I'm currently not living at home anymore. Uh, I am living, I used to live in Elgin and now I live in Columbia. Um, and I mean, it's not too much of a change, but one thing I can say is down here in Columbia, Look at here, people. Nobody knows how to use a blinker. I don't even think these people know what a blinker is. And neither do the police. That's why I don't like going down town. Well, actually, the funny thing is, is I like driving. Like, I drive through town to go to school every day. And driving through town is surprisingly in my opinion it is so much better than driving on the interstate because literally uh thursday thursdays is like my new fridays now because i'm only in school for four days a week so thursdays are my friends and anyway um literally we had over half the class late to class that thursday because there was a big old traffic jam on Two Notch and uh, in the highway. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, look at here. I just drove through town. I got here in about 30 minutes. And yes, I have a, I have about a 30-minute drive there back home. And I'm there for five hours unless I decide to leave early, which... Admittedly, from my lap, from my math class that I'm taking currently, I have left early almost every day in that class because there's no point in me staying there because my math class is not taught by the teacher. It is taught by a program called Alex, and I'm not going to lie. Nobody likes Alex. Alex is a pain in the butt to work with, so... I don't know if you have to do any programs or anything like that, but I mean, you know, once you once you get into stuff like this, you just it almost makes you want to back out. But you know that, you know, once you're just done with this class, then you're done because I don't have to take another math class until I go back for my bachelor's because right now I'm going for my associates and then I'm coming back for my bachelor's. So. I mean, uh, it's, um, I don't, I don't want to use the word struggle. What could be a good word that I could use here? Um, well, maybe struggle could be, could be a, a decent word to use if it's, 
I mean, it's not exactly overwhelming, but it's a lot of stuff to do in a somewhat short period of time. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that with you being in the military, they probably want you to uh, to kind of get snappy with it, don't don't they? They want you to be quick on a lot of things. So I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm just going to assume that your course that you're taking is probably going to end up being a fast paced course, isn't it? Well. Yeah. Your course, I think you told this to me. I'm not sure, but I think, didn't you say that you'll be in school for at least about a year? We mean school, as in like my training? Yeah. Well, I'm only here until December 16th. Well, actually, the 20th is my block leave, so until the 20th. So, wow, so they're they're really trying to get that certification into you real quick. So so you'll probably have your certification for generator repair and other repairmen-like stuff um, literally right before Christmas, huh? Yeah. Wow. I mean... Wow, you, you you really don't have that much time. I mean, you have about a month and a half. Well, technically a little. Well, no, about a month and a half. Yeah. To to learn all that stuff. Wow, they are really pushing it. I mean, they're pushing me here at my school, but I have to hand it to you. They're pushing you a lot harder. The class that's ahead of me. They took like two weeks on one module, and it took me only one week on it. Wow. See, that's that's how we have to do everything at my school. We have to do like a module a week. But in my math class, I have to do two math modules every week. And these are some pretty large modules. They're like 22, 20 thing, 20 items to do each. And some of these things, they it'll make you do double of everything. So um you can imagine that it can be pretty frustrating at times. Especially when Alex, um, Alex works like this, essentially. So if you get three questions in a row, you get, like, you have to get five points for each little section, right? And if you get three in a row right, then you get to move on to the next section. Um, but if you get one wrong, it'll take away a point and you can you can get thrown in a loop because it it'll take away a point but the second that you get like the next one right it'll only give you one point back and then you know you could 
try the next one and you get the next one wrong and you're thrown back to you can be you can be thrown all the way back to where you started with no points and you can get thrown into a loop very easily so it's uh it's painful to work with to say i don't like it the rest of my class doesn't like it we all just The people I, the, the other trainees here, I can't stand how disciplined they are, even though they went basic as well. So you, did those people, like, do they think that they're better than you or something? No, they're not disciplined at all. Oh, really? They have no discipline? No. Define okay, so I mean I, I understand like what discipline is, but define to me like oh define to me what military discipline would be like. So like regular discipline and being silent when I'm told to be so, uh being on time, not uniform. Okay. But and they other... don't do any of that. No. Really? That is shocking. And the, another thing that kills me is how much of a hypocrite they are. Because they will tell you something, but like five seconds later, they're doing it as well. Describe that in a bit of greater detail and give me a second. I have to talk to somebody else while you do that. Well, like, they'll tell you, like, put your phone away while we're in formation or shut up. But, like, five seconds later, they'll pull out their phone or just be yelling. And they'll like say, um, shout, yell, the sound off, which is what the military was saying. Of uh, you, basically, sound off or sound clear and loud and clear, but yet they don't sound off. So they don't. I'm I'm back by the way. So they so they don't they don't do the things. The military asked them to do. Is that what you're saying, pretty much? Well, yeah, and they'll try to tell others to do so. Okay, but wait a minute. 
as far as I understand it, at this point, you all are like the same rank, right? Some are specialists, some are private first class, which I am. Okay, so what I... So I understand that if you are a specialist, is this is this right? If you are a specialist, you are not you are technically the same rank as I can't remember what it is. You're the same rank as somebody else, but you can't boss around people. the other rank that yeah. the same rank as as a specialist. They can boss people around. Yes. As okay. The corporal is under the NCO, so yeah. So I can imagine, Lynn, and did you say you're a specialist or are you a private first class? Okay. So that one, so that's not specialist rank. No, but there's like very few specialists here and they have the same rank as a corporal, which has as much responsibilities as like a sergeant. Well, from what I understand is, you know, I mean, for, for the reason of there not being a whole lot of specialists, I would think it's mainly because really from what I, what I've heard and keep in mind, a lot of this stuff I've heard is from the mouths of others. Um, it sounds like to me that specialists, um, don't. They don't get treated very well, is what it is, I guess. They don't, they they get talked down to a whole lot. Which, I mean, I understand can be a part of the military. That's kind of how they do things. But, eh, just, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why I told myself that I would never do the military. I mean, it's just... It's, not something for me. I don't fall into the chain of command, and I don't think I would fall into it very well anyway. It's just... I would get kicked out. <laughs> I would get dishonorable discharge so quick. Because, you know, I have, I have the mentality of my mama, and my mama... Is the kind of person that it don't matter who the heck you are. If you want to pick a fight, let's fight. I don't back down from nobody. And I do mean nobody. And my cousin, um, my cousin was going to go into a military college. And um, let's just say he didn't. I don't think he was really meant for it either. He has that. He's very. He's a very calm person. And I mean very calm. He has a lot of. lot of. I mean terribly good patience. Um, but the thing is. Is whenever you get ready to throw somebody. Off of the second story balcony. Like he did. Um, it's time to leave. So, yeah, but I mean, that was a military college. I'm, I don't, I don't think that was, that was worse or if what you're doing is better than a military college, I don't really know. 
there's times where I literally want to punch someone in the mouth, but I back down because I do not want to get in trouble for dishonorable discharge. Yeah, I mean, I, I have also heard, again, from the mouths of others, but I have heard that people have gotten dishonorable discharge for stupid things. And what I mean by that is, um, I heard of somebody, he, like, I don't remember what happened, but there was, like, a fight somewhere, and, like, it got really bad, um, but the two guys who pretty, the guy who really started the fight, he kind of deserved what happened to him, he pretty much got a split lip, um, and I mean, it was because one guy had uh, snooped into the package that he got and didn't like what I think this man's wife had put in there for him and tore some of that stuff up. And therefore, he got punched in the mouth for it. So, anything on split live for that from that? Yeah, I think they both charge. I mean, yes, I understand they both got it, but really, I, in my opinion, I think only the person who pretty much started the fight should have got it. I mean, I'm sure that you can imagine if, if somebody sent you a box and it was full of some nice things. Um, I don't remember all the things that was in there, but I mean, I know that something... Uh, that she did have in there for him was they were like some of his favorite snacks or whatever and uh some it was some snacks uh I think even uh what else Snack, it was snacks and all kinds of his, some of his favorite things is what it was that's all I really understand uh and I mean the dude who tore up his package you know, got his mouth busted open. But, I mean, I think he deserved it. Well, to be honest, you're not supposed to touch other people's mail, so he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was just the severity of the fight that got them both dishonorably discharged or what. I mean, all I understand is that when they found those two fighting, it took like four or five people to break them up. So, I mean, they they were really going at it. So, I mean, it must have been pretty rough. But I Article Fifteen, it'll it's a um both went to a dishonorable discharge stuff. Hmm. Okay. I tried to avoid gaining uh, Article 15. Hmm. Well, all right then. Anyway, so uh, we don't we don't have this person in here with us. I don't know if he's gonna join or not. But uh, our friend, our friend Sam. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but he passed his firefighter exam. Not too long ago. 
Um, and honestly, and truthfully, I'm I'm really happy for him, man. I mean, he's hopefully now he's gonna, you know, have a really good chance at getting a job in with with those firefighters, um, because that's something that he really wants to do. Just like how, I mean, I really. No, I'm not saying that you're not pursuing your career, but in this is just my opinion. I think you were kind of misguided in a way. Like you, you were thinking, "Oh man, I, I, I do want to go into the military." You know, you were because you were telling me like the benefits are really good. Um, going into military will get me educated, and it'll get me a job for a while. Um. And I'm assuming that's kind of what you were thinking whenever you first were joining. Um, is is that right? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, when you when you first got there, did you think did you think to yourself, "Oh, this is like step one of pursuing what I want to do"? Yeah, but. After that, I was like, nope, after this, I'm getting out of here. So you you have pretty much made it, made up your mind that you just, this is not worth it, right? Yeah. So like after, the only... So during my block leave and after my contract's up, uh, I'm going back to my normal self. Hmm. But I mean, just for for reference, you haven't you haven't changed much. I, I guess the one thing that you can say that's changed about you is that maybe now you have a bit more discipline than what you did have before. Well, I could say I had discipline. I mean, yeah, you definitely did. Um, actually, honestly and truthfully, you as a friend, I've known you for for a while now. Um, this will be like what. After this Christmas, we'll have probably known each other for four or five years now. Yeah. So, I mean. Excluding I mean, the year where we were babysitting together. Okay. So. Um, that was like. Yeah, probably. That was like a maybe. long time ago. <laughs> I haven't been look, look that was about 19 years ago. So I mean um or maybe so 18. Like 18. Yeah, never mind. More, more like 18 years ago. Um yeah, but uh you in my opinion as a person like I remember when we first started playing video games together. <laughs> This is kind of funny because you you would get mad so easily, um, and and then like you know, getting getting older and then you know going through high school, you kind of just you're just like you you're you were like me. You could get your butt kicked and be like, eh, oh well, <laughs> happen. <laughs> um, and I'm I think. That's something that I definitely remember. I'm like, you know what? James has gotten a whole lot better at, you know, just not getting mad. Because <laughs> I remember you did used to get mad at, at stuff like that. And then 
you know, by our final year of high school, I mean, you, you and me would completely go at it, trash talk each other and just, and <laughs> still have the time of our lives kicking each other's butt, playing games. And I mean, neither one of us complained. We, and I mean, I guess it's one of the things is, is we kind of both, you know, had moral rules and we both respect to them like one one of my rules like especially when we play games like call of duty is i can't stand spawn camping and i definitely can't stand like you know like how in nuketown a lot of people will run around at the two cars um at the um at the two sides of the map uh where the like you know the two cars that you can blow up on the map you know what i'm talking about right the one at the very back and the one at the very beginning of it. Like in the middle, but underneath that awning? Yeah, yeah, in the middle. Um, yeah, in, in the middle of the map. I extremely hate it when people decide to camp those two cars after being blown up. Honestly and truthfully, like camping the house, I can I can handle that. Like that doesn't that doesn't set me off or anything. But whenever you camp those two thing those two cars, it is so ungodly hard to, especially if you're trying to do like a one v one snipers only. It is so difficult to kill somebody when they're right there because they got you. They can see both of the spawn points. They can see two spawn points, and they have access to the view of four different lanes where you can come from and those are the only four lanes that you can come from unless you decide to come up from the center and even then they could kind of like peek out a little bit and then they can have the whole center so you got the whole map covered in those two areas and it's really annoying especially when you're playing free-for-all and I mean, I remember that's something that you and I both pretty much literally stayed away from. Uh, and then I also, uh, I don't know if you remember this, and I think it was you that this happened to. But do you remember the time that I shot, I think, like I said, I think this was you, through the bus in Newtown? Uh no. No. Okay, so maybe that wasn't you. Then what what was something um I'm trying to think what what was something that I did to you that was just like over the top stupid. Um Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Okay, do you 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 may remember this one. Do you remember in Call of Duty Ghosts that one map with the strip club in it? Um it's got like a dirt pile near the strip club where like I think a home V got buried. Do you remember when I shot you through that? Yeah. Yeah. And that was on Ghost. Yeah, that was that was on Call of Duty Ghost. And I don't know why, but I remembered that. I think the I think the first scenario that I mentioned might have been our other friend Wimpy. That might have been who I'd done. But I think you were in that game as well. I think we were playing free-for-all when that happened. Because um, I remember you in that game for some reason. 
But anyway, that game that we played, I mean, we, you and I, I think we played Ghost quite a lot because it was just something that we could fall back to. Um, it was a decent Call of Duty that, you know, um, I think we both enjoyed. And I think we really got you. I don't know if you understand this, but, you know, I, I started thinking about that not too long ago. And I was like, you know what? Me and James really got into Call of Duty Ghost right after we started playing hardcore multiplayer in Modern Warfare. Well, we played it often before Modern Warfare came out, but after that, we started playing Ghost more. Yeah, we really did, because I think we started to get used to like the time to kill, for sure. Because when we first played it, we were... I definitely can say we were both a bit rusty at the game. Because I had played it... I had bought it... I think I bought it before I was in high school. Or maybe I bought it the first year I was in high school. Maybe it was the first year I, I got it. Um, And I had played it a bit before, and I was like, man, you know what? For... And there's there's only ever, like, I think the maximum amount of people I've ever seen online is, like, 300 players, and that's it. Um, but, I mean, you could still find some lobbies to play in, and I remember playing in some of them, and I'm like, eh, this game is not bad. But um, something, something that I really, really liked, and, and you and I both, I think one of the reasons why we really like to play Ghosts was mainly because of the story. And we would use, like, you know how, like, we would use kill streaks, like, the kill streaks that were in the campaign? We really like to use those. Those were our, like, favorite kill streaks to ever use. Um, the attack dog, I think the chopper, and the, the low key. We could use all of those in multiplayer, and that was so much fun. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of miss that because now I'm just like, man, when I want to play ghost, I'm like, Hey, let's go. Oh, wait a minute. James is in the freaking military. I can't. Well, after the contract's up or Jeremiah leave, we could do that. I was saying, say, you know what, I'm I'm ready f to get back into a little bit of Call of Duty Ghosts with you, and I'm also ready to get back into some Siege, because I've been playing a little bit of Siege on my own every now and then, and you know what, that was kicking butt. I actually got a, I didn't get an ace, but I got a big fat W not too long ago, um, <laughs> and it was a really good big fat W, because I mean, this is probably the first time I ever managed to get eight kills in a game. Dang. I'm I'm like, wow. I'm just like, usually it's like what, four rounds? I'm like, usually I don't need I barely get two kills. And I was like, dang, I got a whole freaking eight kills. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm getting better at the game. I'll probably be rusty for Xbox version, but I try to play it on my laptop. Speaking of which, how 
um, you told me the specs of your laptop, and it, and it sounds decent. Uh, how is that performing with like your gaming stuff? It performs well, but I can't play quick match because Siege won't let me. Huh. Um, I don't know what that's all about. That could be a bug or something. But, um, let me think. It's, it's, uh, Siege and Siege Ghost. I mean, we also played a lot of World War II when that game came out. I mean, when that game came out, you and I, I think, both grinded the crap out of that game. Um, and I, I even remember when you and I started playing that game. Oh my gosh, the the flick of the wrist is real, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Hey, do you remember one game that we played in in World War Two, where you and I pretty much like kept wall banging each other, and I think it was in Gustav Cannon. But speaking of Gustav Cannon, there's like a whole bunch of things here that remind me of Gustav Cannon because it literally looks like a cannon. You guys have a cannon, like, on top of a... I'm assuming this is, like, a 105-millimeter cannon, right? Yeah. Wow. What is it mounted on? Well, not mounted on anything, just on railroad tracks. Oh, really? Y'all just have a cannon right there in the middle of a railroad piece of railroad tracks? Yeah. Just, like, off into a little its own area, and it's not... Attached to the railroad tracks, it's just on its own piece. Mm. Okay, sounds interesting, actually. But mm. um, yeah, I was I was gonna say I I miss um, and admittedly, I'll I'll say this: I don't have time a whole lot to play video games anymore because I do have a lot of work to do. Um, and I, Call of Duty Vanguard, it'll have shipment, but more of a Modern Warfare style, but it does have a World War II theme to it. I just want them to make shipment a bit bigger, and I want them to fix the spawns. Because, well, Modern Warfare shipment was actually pretty decent. Because, you know, it was... I think it was a bit bigger than a lot of the shipment maps that we've had. Um, and, I mean, it, it just worked so well because there were so many places that you could go. And that double-tap sprint, you could go super, super fast. Um, and... It just it just kind of worked and flowed. I mean, yes, you would have a game every now and then where I mean spawn campers were literally freaking everywhere. But I mean you know, at least you had it in in that version of that map, you had a chance to get back at the spawn campers. 
because there is so many places where you could throw a C4 or you could um, toss a frag across the map. Um, you could do all that kind of stuff to get back at them. There is no shortage of of tactics on that map for sure. But like, I recently have purchased uh, this was a I mean, maybe about a month ago, I've probably had this game, maybe not even a month, but I've had this game for a little while now. I bought Modern Warfare Remastered. Um, because, you know, I finally realized Modern Warfare Remastered has been $30 for four years now. And I was just like, you know what, if I'm ever going to get it, I might as well as grab it now. Um... And whenever I get out, I'm going to purchase all the other cards I don't have, like Infinite and World of War. Yeah, that's right. You don't have World of War. That would be a but good one for you and I. Multiplayer. Yeah, but that would, that would be a good one for you and I to just play like a private match in. I used to do that with a friend um, not too long ago because it was just something that we liked to do. It was... Um, this friend that I'm talking about, I met him before I met you. Um, but yeah, we would play World at War, and it was it was not bad. It was a game to play. Um, I can say he definitely didn't like my play style because I would run around with that. Uh, and the, the I would run around with the dinner plate. The dinner plate was guns to use in that game because it's just so much fun to use and I mean he hated that well in Vanguard the zombies it reminds me of Cold War zombies over um, World War 2 zombies well yeah that's because Treyarch is working on zombies and supposedly when Vanguard comes out they're continuing Treyarch is continuing the zombie story their zombie story in that game. So, um, that'll be very interesting to play. And, now, I did not get, um, Cold War. Because, admittedly, I did not like Cold War that much. I mean, I thought it, it looked, it looked good and everything, but, the fact that they literally see with Modern Warfare, they did not take Modern Warfare and do a reboot of the series. From what I understand, is that they that the events that happened in that game were events that happened before Modern Warfare One came out. So, and I mean, with Call of Duty Cold War, it's pretty much like they've took literally all of um. Call of Duty Black Ops and just said, yeah, we're saying to heck with all that. That story is not relevant anymore. This story is relevant. And it's in my opinion not presented very well. Like, one of the scenes in that game that I think a lot of people think is really, really cool but probably overlooked just a little bit is that scene where you're uh, driving around in like these jeeps, 
trying to catch a plane, and then you throw an RC car out, and the RC car is, first of all, somehow faster than the Jeeps, and is able to catch up to the speeding plane when the Jeeps can't even catch it. That just... That just screams unrealistic, if you ask me. At least with the other Black Ops games. I didn't really care for that the story, but I kind of liked it in a way. And I completed up 100% just to say I completed it. I just... I didn't like it. I honestly thought it was a bit of a mockery of the Black Ops series. And plus, they did nothing to improve on the game engine. It's, it, I think it was like the same game engine that Modern Warfare ran on. Um, yeah, so, so I mean... It, yeah, it Vanguard just, is running the same engine. In Vanguard, all of its stuff and multiplayer reminds me of Modern Warfare. Yeah, but I mean... At least I, because it looks like to me, first of all, it looks like to me they've improved on the graphics. Because, I mean, Vanguard, honestly and truthfully, looks really good. Um, and it, like, Black Ops, in my opinion, like, multiplayer guns, yeah, they can look, Black Ops has always kind of had, like, you know, funny camos. They've always had, you know, goofy-looking attachments at times. Um, but, I mean... Cold War just looked... was just too much. There was, like, a whole lot of neon stuff everywhere. And I'm just like... Why? It just doesn't seem to fit the... serious theme... That the series like Black, like Call of Duty Black Ops was. It doesn't really give off a Cold War theme. No, not at all. It it really didn't. Um, but I mean, this this Call of Duty Vanguard. Now, I have seen stuff for it, and I mean, I have been looking it up. I've been chasing the story in this thing, and it looks like it is going to be. One fantastic game, and not many people know, but I mean, World War II is like one of my favorite time periods in history. Um, and I mean, it's it's a terrible part of our history, but it's such an awesome part as well. It's World War II. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you can almost make timeless movies out of it. Look at Saving Private Ryan. Shoot, that's a movie that almost everybody knows about. Uh, and I mean, <clears throat> it's such a World War II classic, and I think Saving Private Ryan was like one of the first World War II movies to really get down and dirty. I mean, for God's sakes, in that movie, they literally contemplate. They have captured an enemy, um, like, uh, what was it, machine gunner's nest. And they capture the machine gunner. And, you know, they're ready to, you know, 
they're about ready to hang him, lynch him, and shoot him all at once. Um, but the captain doesn't end up doing that. He ends up tying a blindfold around his eyes and uh, tells him to walk several hundred paces and, and surrender himself to the nearest um, allies camp. And you know what? They could have they could have technically shot him while he was walking, but they didn't. So I mean, you. You really got to think. I mean, war is rough, but I mean, it can tell some pretty, pretty amazing stories, if you ask me. And World War II is one of the best examples of that. Because there yeah, is so. Era war as well. Mm-hmm. But there's so couldn't... much history and so much knowledge of it. I mean, I think I I'm the kind of person that says you can't run from history and you really honestly and truthfully can't. And the sooner that people realize I mean I I'm sure people have pretty much come to terms with this. World War Two was brutal, but it showed that you know, almost no matter what, when the world was nearly consumed by the Nazis it only took a few of us allies to bring it back. And what was your favorite front as an Eastern Pacific and what was the third one? Um, African? I liked... I'm not going to lie. I like to hear stories from, like, all of the southern people that were in the war. And there was a lot of them. Because um, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, if you... Uh, if you really kind of like look up some of these southern people, they have done some pretty interesting things in World War II. I don't remember what battalion or what front they were from, but I mean, it, I'm assuming Eastern Front. But I mean, they did some pretty neat stuff. And I mean, uh, the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh my gosh, they were they were amazing during World War II. I mean, a lot of people that were bombed. Some of the highest class. Um, people who are flying bombers, they would ask for the Tuskegee Airmen to escort them because the Tuskegee Airmen never lost a plane. They were that good. And there was time, many times, where Hitler was saved, but yet he still caused chaos. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is really honestly and truthfully or not. If this is really true. But I heard that Hitler was a soldier in World War One and that an ally from World War One saved his life technically. I don't know how true that story really is, but that's one story where a British captain saved him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it was like a British captain who just saw an an injured soldier marching along, and he was an enemy, but he didn't kill him. He helped him out, and 
apparently that was Hitler who he saved. Um, I had to say I'm 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 sure I think that that man. I don't remember if he was dead or not when Hitler came to power, but I mean, I not gonna lie, I kind of hope that he was, because I don't think he wanted to realize what the world he saved or who he saved. I mean, if I under, I mean, if I realize that I saved some kind of dictator or fascist like him, I would just be like, you know what? I'm grabbing the nearest gun and I'm shooting myself tonight. Like, you just find out what you saved. Just, I'm grabbing the nearest gun. Just popping myself. I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to live with it. I would be like, holy crap, I have let a dictator live. But, I mean, you know, you, you have to sit there and think. World War One was also very interesting because I think they even, I think this even happened in World War Two. At Christmas time, everybody would sit down put away their guns, and they would have a meal. And there'd be the dead, eerie, eerie silence on the battlefield. No gunshots, nobody screaming, nothing. But then the day after Christmas, <laughs> freaking tanks rolling out, people blowing those whistles, people charging everywhere, clashing their guns together. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, yes, World War II was a lot of trench warfare. But here's the thing. When they decided to leave those trenches, and you would hear those people blowing the whistles telling you to go, 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 get on that field, soldier. I mean, those battles were brutal because you were up close. And most nations at this time had, like, bolt-action rifles. There wasn't really much there there wasn't a whole lot of like self-loading rifles to be honest there was a whole lot of bolt action um rifles going on here and i mean they had bayonets attached to them and, and i mean you got to think they got down and dirty in the mud and blood and grease and everything and i mean they would Gosh, I remember watching a, a documentary and I heard how um, sometimes when they didn't, when they would stab someone with their bayonet and that person wasn't dead, they would fire around into their gut. And, and I mean, uh, oof, that's brutal. There are some things that Vanguard has is from different uh, games. It is Battlefield, for example, with the destruction. Oh, yes. I heard that it's going to have destruction. And I am... I'm kind of... I'm excited. I want to really... I really want to see how that game engine will handle it. But... We will... Oh, excuse me here. We'll definitely find out. And we'll see what's where they happen. Um, and the weapon mounting... From World War Two, it's coming back, but with every weapon, and you could move side to side. All right. So, okay, that's gonna be nice. But I mean, 
like, are we talking like modern warfare weapon kind of mounting where you can mount your weapon on corners and or on flat surfaces? Are we talking about like if you have a bipod or something on your gun, you can mount it to, to a surface or something? Like a bipod, but you don't need a bipod. Okay. So you can you can mount it to corners and you can mount it to surfaces. It just all right. Well, I think so it's to bring it back surfaces, not corner. Oh, okay. So you say, are they bringing back the peak strategy, or are they just doing it on flat surfaces? Also, they're bringing in a new feature called blind fire. I have not heard about that. I'll have to look into that. Um, but the games that I am excited for this year, um, there's three of them. Halo Infinite. It is finally now on the Microsoft Store. You can only buy the campaign, though. Or you can only pre-order the campaign. So I'm really happy for Halo Infinite. I'm excited for Call of Duty Vanguard. And I'm really waiting on that Battlefield 2042. Because that junk looks like a freaking movie. And I'm very excited for all those things. And I'm really... I'm not gonna lie. I'm really, um, honestly, truly, I'm happy that I'm hopefully gonna see you, um, in December. One of the people I want to see during December is you and others. Maybe we can get Sam in on the action too. Yeah, have to let him know. And the games I cannot wait for is Dying Light Two. Uh. Halo Infinite, I guess, and Vanguard. Honestly and truthfully, I'm, oof, I might break the bank buying at least two of those games because I'm not sure about Battlefield 2042 yet. I think I'm going to wait for it for a little bit um, because honestly and truthfully, Battlefield... That, that game, but I think it's overrated, kind of. I, I think it's going to be... A little bit like Battlefield One, I think people are. I think like people are going to be like, okay, this is a good game, but it's not that good. And then another Battlefield game is going to come out, and then people are just going to be like, okay, well, this Battlefield's not as good as this Battlefield, so we're going to go back and we're going to play this one because Battlefield Five was bad. And then people, I remember when Battlefield One came out, people were like, Battlefield One is not that good, and then. Battlefield 5 came out, everybody went back to Battlefield 1 and was like, okay, this game is great. We'll see about all of that. Anyway, um, I think it's but time that we... There's two things. Well, you know how in Black Ops 3, there's the operator goal or like mastery? Yeah. They're bringing that in Vanguard. Ooh. All right. That's going to be good. But have you seen all the weapon customization in Vanguard? Oh, I've seen some cursed images. (laughs) But anyway, guys, I think it's time that we uh, wrap it up here. I have to get back to work. And I think you have to do something at like one thirty, so you don't have that much longer left. Um, 
So it was it was nice talking with you again, man. Uh, hopefully, once you're done doing whatever it is you're doing today, and hopefully if I finish what I'm doing today, then maybe you and I can play a game or something on a computer together. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But, um, yeah, man, it was a great time. Yeah, we could try to play together on the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you this. If you have a Steam account, um, link any of the games that you play to your Steam account, and I'll be able to. And then once you get one, um, I mean, I'll text it to you. But, uh, yeah, just uh, just go ahead and grab yourself a Steam account. It's free. Okay, well then, um, I'll text you mine, and you and I can friend each other on it. Yeah. So, anyway, um, anyway, guys, uh, this is, I don't know what I'm going to name this episode. I'll find out at the end of the recording. Uh, anyway, this, uh, this is a very interesting podcast because, um, actually, James, or my friend, my friend here, Cloud here, he, he literally suggested, he called me up not too long ago, about an hour ago, and he said, Hey, you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We haven't done one in a while. So um, you guys can thank him for today's episode. Um, sorry that we couldn't get our other friends in here. They are probably either working or just trying to do other things. Um, hopefully we'll get them. And uh, I will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.